Welcome to JRCigars.com, the world's largest cigar store. We boast the internet's widest selection of premium hand-rolled cigars at the guaranteed lowest prices. Our reinvigorated website is fast, user-friendly, and offers our customers an array of unique features. No access to a computer? No problem. Download our ShopJR app in the Google Play Store or our steals and deals in the App Store, and you'll have access to our extensive selection at the tip of your fingers. With the fastest low-cost shipping in the industry, JR Cigars guarantees same-day shipping if you order before 3. This is JRCigars.com. All of the cigars, none of the hassle. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Try, but she's like, it's so late. And it's like seven o'clock back then. She's like, well, at that time, I don't remember what's going on. She's the sweetest woman in the world. If you're watching them, yeah. so sorry, Mo. Oh, just for everything. The non <laughs> just for that. The non-remembering Colorado days. Ah. <laughs> Probably for my mom, yes. <laughs> I don't remember anything because I've spent my entire adulthood damaging my body and brain. <laughs> Good for you. Yes. Nope. <laughs> All right, boys. This is uh, episode 184, Smoke Night Live. As you can see... We're in the uh, the deep within the what do you the uh, the bowels of nope. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that was the right term, but I'll, I'll stick with that. We're not <laughs> neither deep nor <laughs> nor bowel. <laughs> We're in a very nice building. We're in the inner sanctum. Inner sanctum. Right, was that's, really good. that's what I was. <laughs> 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 okay. Off to a off to a great yeah, start. Off to a shitty start. <laughs> but. Uh, no, uh, this is great. We've got the, the whole crew, the whole Alec Bradley crew. We've been hanging out here literally all day. Yeah, we we're supposed to stop by, and then yeah. guess who overstayed their welcome? Yeah, us. No, and, absolutely um, not. <laughs> but no, we're here with Alan Rubin, Alec Bradley Cigars. Alan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's, it's probably, like you said earlier, one of the greatest moments of your life. Yeah, top three. Top three. It was um, top two, but the longer you guys have been here, right? Yeah, it's, it's slipping, <laughs> starting to starting to fall down the ladder. And I'm sorry for clipping my toes in your office, but the lighting is just so good, and it was yeah. You and and you have nothing on George Sosa. Don't worry <laughs> about that. That's standard here. So, Alan, we've never had you on the show, so we're super excited about that. Um, the 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 whole Alec Bradley uh, story is amazing. I mean, you got you've been around this industry for a lot longer than most. Yes. So you have a good perspective on the industry. And for folks watching, I mean, um, uh, you know, talk just a little bit. Give us a little Reader's Digest uh, summary of how it came to be for you, how you got into the industry, and because um, and it's an interesting story. Yeah, I mean, ultimately what occurred was when I was in my early 20s, um, one of my, my best friends, uh, his name is Sergio Rock, he um, – his father was somewhat even an iconic businessman down in Miami back then. Uh, they immigrated from Cuba. Um, you know, he had the, the, the palatial office in downtown Miami. He was a big real estate developer and holder. And uh, he had this beautiful humidor on his desk. And every time I'd go there, I'd look at that humidor. And one day he said to me, do you want to try a cigar? Yeah. And he gave me my first cigar when I was 22. And then from that point, um, 
you know, I kind of got into it almost immediately. Started going to the cigar stores and buying cigars. And I was in the I was in the fastener business, bolts, nuts, and screws. And and after Hurricane Andrew hit here in 1991, I changed the focus of the company to do hurricane fasteners. I developed a lot of fasteners and. Somebody came in and said, we want to buy your company, and, uh, mm. and the rest is history on that. But I was going to take six months off and figure out what I wanted to do. And uh, literally between the time they came in and the time we closed, I incorporated Alec Bradley. I don't, I don't know. It was yeah. just You're still kind of into cigars, yeah? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of into no, cigars, on a, on and yeah, then, on oops. occasion, and uh, <laughs> And what happened was actually one of my warehouse guys had said to me, you know, what are you going to do next? And I said, I, I have no clue. And he said, you should probably get in the cigar business. You come at, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning. I'd go in the office with a cup of coffee and a cigar in my hand at 7 a.m. And he said, you seem to like cigars. And I, yeah, I do. And um, I asked a friend of mine who was a retailer, do you guys have a trade show? And he said, yeah. I said, can I go as a guest of yours? And he said, yeah, we went. Uh to Cincinnati back then, and mm -hmm. and uh, you walk into that trade show, and if you don't fall in love, that industry's not for you. Right. People are talking. You know, you go to a standard trade show, everyone doesn't like, you know, no one likes each other, and everyone's communicating, and the booth's back and forth, and people are, you know, smoking cigars and having a good time and laughing. And when you have that, combine that with the history of handmade cigars and premium cigars, if it's in your blood, if you love it, you know right at that moment. It's sort of tough to like uh, convey that, you know, to the family initially. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, uh, that is correct. You know, <laughs> what are you doing with your life? You're s you're smoking cigars. Yeah, you're I mean, drinking whiskey. You know, Alec and Bradley uh, were one in four at the time. You know, I said to my wife, I think I want to get in the cigar business. It was not the greatest look I've seen since we're married. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she did say, "I'll support you." You know, if that's what you want to do, I'll support you. And the truth is, is even when I made that decision, I kind of just knew what end to cut and what end to light. That's pretty much was the extent of my knowledge. And um, I went to Miami and I met tobacco brokers. And, you know, I was kind of the gringo kid coming in. And uh, some of them took me under their wing and said, OK, what do you want to do? And we sat down and talked. And at that point, I was I felt like this was my calling. This is what I wanted mm. to do. So. You know, I struggled like everybody else. Every young cigar maker struggles trying to figure it all out. And, uh, you know, I've had plenty of misses and plenty mm -hmm. of struggles. But at the end, if you do love it, yeah, you just <coughs> stick with it and hope for the best. And there was a point that I was ready to close my doors yeah, where I owed a lot more money than I was bringing in. But I wasn't going to go out owing anyone money. So I said, OK, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stay in long enough to pay my debt. And then had this chance meeting with uh, my Vice President Ralph Montero, who has been in the business since he was 18. We literally met in a cigar store in Miami. We crossed paths and exchanged business cards. And he had a great operational side to him, and he had a lot of relationships. And one day I called him up, and I'm like, hey, you're struggling with your Montero brand, and I'm struggling trying to figure this all out. And um, We're both struggling. Sounds like a perfect, uh, yeah. perfect match. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I said to him, hey, I, I need help. Can you at least help me part-time? And he, he said, okay, and mm. he came in, he started, his part-time was 40 hours. That's just his work ethic. Mm. And um, we started to turn things around, and then he introduced me to Hanky at Davidoff, mm. and at that point, the boom was over. So they were, you know, their productions went way down. Hanky was looking for some production, and I said, look, I, I think I'm going out of business. I don't know if I'm your guy. And I said, okay, we'll give it one last shot. 
and uh, we came out with Occidental Reserve. And uh, within six months, we had 300 accounts. What was, the, what was the key then to, why did that one take off? Was it uh, having it? Well, we didn't have a lot of choice. Mm-hmm. We were almost out of business. And, um, okay, so this is a real deal. This is not something I normally would tell. Um, the deal was is that Hanky was going to put his name on the cigar, but I had to be very careful how I said things. And I sent out a fax to like 500 back then, a fax to like 500 people and said, you know, from the, <laughs> this is terrible, I shouldn't even say this, <laughs> from the manufacturer of Davidoff and Avo oh. comes Occidental Reserve. And uh, we literally sent out, f- I, I had enough money to, to, you know, to buy a thousand cigars, basically. I sent out 500 silver tubes with two cigars and no price list. And we followed up on 500 phone calls. And all I said was, <coughs> you know, if you could sell this cigar for $4 and double your money, would you do it? And we ended up, you know, ultimately with 300 accounts over a six-month period and kept us in business. See, there's always that one thing that, like, yeah, I got make or break moment. I got, I got slapped pretty good mm. on, on that fax because I wasn't allowed to do that. But I was hey. going out of business either way. Right, so yeah. Do you I think it would have been easier? I mean, and not to say that anything was harder. It was hard as it is, but that's that's Ramblin' Jack, right? Ramblin' Jack, okay. yeah. But your name is Alan Rubin. The right. cigar company's name is Alec Bradley. Right. If your name was like Ruben Alan, and the cigar company's yeah. name was like something crazy, like you could have been easier with that Cuban story and all that stuff. And all, you know, it's like this is yeah. this is you are what you are, and you went that way. And yeah, we never played that. I don't, you know, I don't wear guayabaras. I don't, I don't play that card. Um, we just who we, you know, we've always kind of just been who we are. Uh, and it would have been easier had I been of, you know, Latin descent and, and been in the business. I would have been accepted, I think, a lot quicker from the backside of the business. Mm. You know, from the, from the factories and the tobacco guys. But what happened was when the boom was over, most of the t- people that started when I did were gone. So there were only a half a dozen of us left. And I think they're like, hey, somehow this gringo's still here. So <laughs> Some, we should he's doing probably, something yeah, right. Yeah, he must love it because he's not making any money. <laughs> and uh, we should probably invite him in. And then things started to change. So, yeah. And here you are. And here we are. And what, what was that point where you knew you were in the clear? Because like, I'm sure there was a long time after you know you started to – Build, build, build. Was there a certain point where you're like, okay, I think we're probably going to be around for a little bit? Yeah, I don't know if you ever have that. I, I don't <laughs> know if I've ever had that moment. I mean, every day is kind of a new day for us, and so it's always that push to get better. So I think if you get to the point of being complacent, you're done. Mm. So I don't think there's ever been a point of complacency. I mean, there was a time that there was this random moment that I'm like, I think we have something. Yeah. That was, uh, I was in New York. And we were out trying to, you know, build some business. <clears throat> and there was a, a there was a, a cab driver standing outside of his cab on his cell phone smoking a cigar. And I said to my rep who I was with, I'm like, if that guy will let us smoke in the cab, we'll take him all day. And uh, so we walked up. He got off the phone. And I said, hey, can we smoke in your cab? I'll, I'll hire you for the whole day. And he's like, no, 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 it's not my cab. But he was so nice about it. So I, I pulled a cigar out of my jacket, and he goes, Alex Baldwin, I smoked those. <laughs> <laughs> so he got our name wrong. He got the actor's name wrong. But you, he but knew what like it was. Like from five feet away, he knew my brand. And You're that like, okay, moment, I'm doing something. Yeah, that moment stayed with me like, 
so you know a, a cab driver in the streets of New York knows my brand. Mm. So that was that was pretty powerful for me. We were talking about this a little before the show, but are you kind of surprised your daily life now in the business? How little of it is riding a horse through a tobacco field with a nice hat on? <laughs> Did you think that that was going to be because mo- in my opinion that's would be most of my work as a cigar manufacturer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, look, you're always thinking about blending. You're always thinking about projects that that's you, wa- you want to do. Yeah. yeah, that's the easy stuff um, in some way because, you know, we've blended now for a long time. So we kind of know where we want to be or we have a new tobacco we want to try. Then we want to blend with that. And that's all processes that we've done. And we have a phenomenal team down in Central America who, you know, they, they get some things rolling for us, you know, mm-hmm. based on, on, on the direction that we give them. But, yeah, man, there's a lot of time spent actually just being in business, you know, just mm. having to run the business, whether it's trademark issues or contracts or someone has a problem or logistics issues. And, and at the end, I mean, I mentioned to you earlier, I think I smoked one cigar all day. And when business was over and we were hanging out, I've had three cigars since we're sitting <laughs> right. So, you know, that's when I'm able to smoke for, for myself. Yeah. Right. But sometimes the you know it's it's hard to be on the phones and getting everything done and enjoy a cigar. So not a lot of horse and tobacco field time is what you're saying. Uh, I like horses and I like tobacco. <laughs> I'm not one to generally put them together. But who's who would you say? Uh, uh, you know the the Alec Bradley. Who's the the target market you guys shoot for? What what sort of guys uh, y- you know want to smoke Alec Bradley? I mean you guys have a wide portfolio. From you know more ex- inexpensive stuff to like I'm smoking the fine and rare right now, which is absolutely delicious. Okay. So you you do span the gamut, but is there a sort of an overall uh, target market that you have, or is it just cigar smokers? Yeah, I mean, look, our you know we we sell a pleasure product, right? So we try and create something within our portfolio for everyone who wants to enjoy a cigar. So if they want something mild, r- more recently we have something in that category with our with our new medalist line. Um, but generally, it's the people that are smoking one to two to three cigars a week or whatever it may be. The, someone that wants something that's consistent, that's going to give them flavor and satisfaction. Uh, you know, uh, look, cigar smokers are, are, are truly a, a cool bunch in a, in a way that they're not generally stuck on a brand. They right. want to try yeah. something new. They want to see what's happening out there. And I believe that whenever a consumer goes into a cigar store, he should pick up what he enjoys and pick up one or two other products that, that he hasn't tried yet only because that may be his next favorite cigar. So, you know, I think for us, I, I think most of, of the people that are, and we have some, some demographics on, on our consumers on the standard Alec Bradley lines in our portfolio is probably, uh, I think, 42 to, 42 to like uh, 60, right mm-hmm. in, that, in that range. Right in the middle. Yeah, but that's kind of our... That's, and that's a lot having a lot to do with our packaging. Now, when it comes to Alec and Bradley now coming into the business, mm-hmm. they're speaking to a younger demographic. Yeah, let's talk about that. That's, I mean, uh, I work with my son, which is, I, I enjoy, we travel together. Can't wait to meet him, by the way. Yeah, he's an incredible <laughs> guy. Um, he's hideous looking. He's, he's <laughs> a, after the fire, it really. He's got a face. He, he actually said the same about <laughs> you. Which is but that's got to be fun, right? That's got to be uh, rewarding. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> What's it like working with the boys, having them be part of the company and sort of doing their own thing, getting their wings? Yeah, well, you know, um, so I, I worked with my f- alongside my father for 35 years. 
um, first in the fastener business. That was his business. And then he came and worked with me in this business. And uh, my father recently passed. So there was a point over the last year or so or more that we had three generations in here right. every day. That's cool. Uh, absolutely nobody more blessed than me to have that. You know, see my father every morning and my boys to come in. Um, man, it just touches every part of me, you know. And uh, But I think the cool thing for me with the boys in the business now is that I get to see them in their careers. And I get to be a right. part of their careers and kind of helping mold them without getting in their way. So I give an example on their Blind Faith line, their idea on packaging, their idea on the name, their blend, um, even to the point that they were down to a couple of blends and they gave me the blends to smoke and asked me what I thought. And I said, I'm not ready to tell you that. I want to hear what you guys decide mm. and then I'll tell you. Because they have to feel some of their own struggles. Uh, they have to, you know, they both are, are putting money into their own lines. So if it doesn't work, it's their loss as well. Right. And if they make it, it's their gain. And um, they have to think about strategy. They have to think about a lot of things that I have to go through. And I don't think it was fair of me to just give it to them mm. and them not have to earn that on their own. <coughs> when you so. come into the office some days, do you, like, open the conference room door and they're in there, like, wrestling, giving each other noogie <laughs> still? Is it? If that's the case, first I video. Yes. Yes. And then I then I jump in and I bring the hammer down. <laughs> that's Drop show. the elbow. Yeah. I mean, the you, can they still take you, either of them? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> when we ask them, what do you think they'll say? Well, first of all, I still sign their checks. So I'm guessing <laughs> the answer is going to be no. But no, I mean, it, it's it's a good working relationship. And sometimes I have to be dad. And I try not to, you know, do that a lot in the office. Mm -hmm. um, but really, they're not working alongside of me so much every day. But they're working alongside with our crew mm. in developing marketing strategies and all those things. So, you know, I just get to be a part of it. And especially if they're stuck, that's really the coolest part of being their father as well as when they're stuck, I have to give them some something from the business experience side. And then I somewhat, you know, try and soften it sometimes as their dad, you know, the message. I have a stupid question, which is most of them for me. You guys are both dads. Is dad's strength real? Like, is there a certain oh, yeah. level where like, cause like my dad, I mean, he's, I, he's not that short as far as the real world, but every day I see him, he gets shorter. <laughs> But he still has, like, I think it comes from this place of hate, like growing up, maybe somebody threw a rock at him or something. He's got this dad strength. And I don't know when that, does that come when you have a kid? I think the dad strength mainly applies, you know, to your own kids, mainly. Because you know their weaknesses. There's some sort right. of, like, you extra. You wipe their butts so you know, <laughs> you just, like, you have this power over some them. Sort of, right, exactly. There's some sort of extra ability that you get when presented when you need that. Like, if there's anybody else. strength. <laughs> if there's anything else, you, you probably, you know, an, a clone of them, maybe it wouldn't work. But them yeah. specifically, it's like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do recently, Dominic, my other son, he's pretty much the same as Jordan's age. He was like, Dad, let's just wrestle. <laughs> let's just wrestle to see. Let's just see. You know, let's just see how it goes because, like, I'm a man now. You know, <laughs> like, I know when I was younger, it would yeah, yeah, kill me. But, but let's just see how it goes. And so, like, we just like like he's like, Dad, don't hold back. Just <laughs> don't hold back. And uh, he's a strong kid. You know, hockey player, strong kid. I'm telling you, you got him. I got him. You know why? Just Jordan. Is that is that what happened? But you know, he wasn't there. Jordan. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> he wasn't there. you know the worst part was Dominic's Dominic's dog, Ned. 
he thought that I was like hurting Dominic. <laughs> so like the whole time I'm beating up Dominic, Ned's just like biting my neck. You know, I mean, I I fought a dog and a kid at the same time. It's amazing. Let me explain though. In my in in hearing that story, the reason you took him is because you can't lose. Exactly. You couldn't lose. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like my life was on the line. His That's wasn't. correct. Right. right. He had nothing to lose. You had everything to exactly. lose. <laughs> my dad is still. I think that he has a weird thing. He's just fast. He's old, but he's fast. <laughs> he's still faster than me. I don't know how he did it. I don't know. He's, he's some deal with the devil situation. Still and the faster. more you call him old, the faster he's going to get. Yeah, it's hate. I think <laughs> that he's fueled by like old man hate, like depression era. He's not that old, but it's like just this depression old. Depression era. Like, yeah, yeah. They used to rub dirt and salt on things that hurt. And That's it's right. Just, like they use that to fuel them. Now, will you? You'll have to have that same advantage over your. Oh, I'll drop kick a kid. <laughs> not even my own. <laughs> <laughs> but my own. Well, only if he gets in your way. Yeah. yeah I agree with that. Uh, oh, man. Um, so, uh, <laughs> cigars. <laughs> you remember those. <laughs> so, so uh, some folks always want to know what you're smoking and what you're drinking. Yeah. So, um, I, I've just been on this uh, Tempest Natural kick. Mm. And, um, I mean, I still, you know, when we have the shipments come in, we pull boxes to smoke just for our own quality controls. Uh, outside the factory, but I don't know. I just brought two boxes of Tempest Natural Home, so I think I'm just staying there right now for a bit. And I'm drinking uh, Glenfiddich. Uh, I'm drinking their IPA, which is a, a limited series that they do. Um, they've been spectacular partners. They truly support the cigar mm. industry. I don't know if you know that, but William Grant & Sons, you know, it's it's the Balvany and Glenfiddich, uh, Hendrix Gin. They have a huge portfolio, but they really support uh, the cigar industry. We do a lot of events together. They just did a big event for an Amazon Prime uh, show that's coming out, and they, uh, the owner of one of the owners of William Grant, just bit, did this big event at her house, and we were there with them. That's cool. Yeah, they just are are huge about supporting cigar business. We have a great relationship with them. That's a, that's some of the nice perks, right? Like when you get to the sort of the stage where. Uh, you know, you have spirit companies and stuff wanting to, you know, get involved and collaborate, and you get to try their products. They get to try your products. I mean, that that sort of stuff's exciting. Yeah, the only thing for us is that we don't really want to do the big conglomerate kind of companies. I mean, William Grant's family owned. They're privately held. They're fifth generation. Um, they're all about family and quality, and it just aligned with what we are and what we, you know, what we continue to aspire to be. And so, and they 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 just got it. I mean, their their crew, their ambassador crew, is second to none. They're just spectacular. And so, when we're together, it's just like family being together. Mm-hmm. And so, I go to their national company meetings. They come to our national sales meetings, um, which are always fun because you you know you come to my national sales meeting and. There's 12 bottles of whiskey. <laughs> They're waiting at 3 a.m. We realized we got nothing done. But we had a pretty good time. So team bonding, team it's very bonding. important. Yeah, yeah. Call it what you want. Couple cigars. Uh, people are not freaking out a bit about a bit to behoot a bit. Um, Magic Toast mm-hmm. and Shamrock. <laughs> Talk a little bit about each of those. Obviously, very different, but yeah, people want to know. So M- Magic Toast actually started because we were. I was heading down to the factory. Um, we had a delayed flight. We came in a little bit late. And uh, I was with our guys at Raices Cabanas, and we were 
I don't know. We were just we were supposed to go to the hotel and check in and then just go out have dinner and, and they go past it and they just <laughs> keep going. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, you have to see this tobacco. There's just mm. enough light left. And so we went over to the fields and saw some of the stuff that was already uh, out of the you know kind of out of the drying barns, just sitting waiting. And we lo I looked at it and uh, we rolled a little purito and I, I saw the aromatics off it and the flavor and. I was like, this is this is, I think, our future. You mm. know, this is like this this tobacco is something that as soon as it's ready, we're ready to go. And uh, and I said, I kind of jokingly just said to Ralph, my you know my VP, I'm like, this is this is kind of magical. You know, like this moment, it was it was a little bit of light left, the light from the from mm. the vehicle from the mm -hmm. truck, and I, I'm like, it's kind of like a weird magical moment in a weird you know just in this way, and then. They pulled out. They know I drink a lot of Glenfiddich, and and uh, they're like, let's make a toast. And I guess in the translation, <laughs> yeah. it was like a magic, you know, magic toast. That's awesome. And uh, and that was kind of the beginning of it. So you know, it's difficult sometimes to come up with names. And when, sure. it, when yeah. it comes to time, you're like, what? Which is the tobacco we use for this <laughs> one? No, <laughs> jeez. Yeah. So it was just the whole thing was kind of a cool moment, and. Um, you really painted a nice word picture there. I feel like there should be an actual like painting, like Renaissance style of you guys. Yeah, well, it wasn't like we took a piece of bread and put it in a toaster and like, oh, magic uh, toast. Wow, it was a picture of Jesus, and you're like, dude, <laughs> let's right. roll this. Right, <laughs> and the potato chip too. Like. So, <laughs> and that was, you know, so that was that was magic toast, and then, uh, and it's done well. I mean, you know, we were out of the first shipment. I think the second shipment came in a day or two ago and that's sold out so uh but we're not going to overproduce we know what our tobacco you know what our what our stores are and what's ready and when it's ready we'll continue to bring it into market and then uh on shamrock shamrock was just this thing like hey we've been doing a barber pole let's beef it up a little bit let's do something kind of cool and we had enough tobaccos left of what we were doing and said look let's just do a limited run of this limited you know shamrock piece and uh, again, it sold out before the product came in. Before they even hit the ground. Yeah. We were having a hard time even, see, like, uh, can you see one in the wild? I don't know. You <laughs> buy one yourself. <laughs> so so uh, uh, that's exciting. And that's kind of cool because, like, after all these years, there's still these fun projects, this moment in a field with the moon. It's still it's Sounds still magical romantic. to Were you, you and right? I mean, yeah, no, I mean Ralph kind of had a moment, <laughs> looked into each other's yeah, eyes. Yeah, I mean, and holding hands really <laughs> changed the whole <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say Texas Lancero, yeah, but... You know, I, I know I had a tear. I don't know about Ralph. He's, he's pretty stoic, but... Uh, yeah, no, it, it still drives me. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt that I'm not caught in the, in the mundane part of the business. I mean, I still love the cigars, and I still... You know, when... there, I mean, most every night at midnight, I'm out behind my house smoking a cigar for me. You know, not business-related. And so, yeah, the, the whole thing of coming up finding that new tobacco and coming up with a blend that just blows my mind that's 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 it for me and that's that's truly what drives me and keeps me moving forward mm -hmm. and um i don't know you know i'm in the business over 20 years but i if i think back quickly i feel like i'm in it five years right it goes by so yeah so fast. i feel like i'm five years in you know we're still trying to move forward and and get better and be better and 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 bring products to market that I get excited about. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a. It, it's it's cool to be able to take something that you're so passionate and, you know, passionate about and love, 
and figure out how do we just let people enjoy what we enjoy. Right. What is it about cigars? Like, what takes this this just natural product? You light it, you cut it, you sit down, and it's like everything changes. What? Uh, what? What? Well, I I, I kind of have a theory on that to be honest with you, and that is is that you cannot smoke cigars quickly, so you have to slow down. And two people across from when you know, I, look, I had an experience when I was in my uh, let's see, it was ninety one, so. I was just in my early 30s, and um, I was still in the, the screw and bolt business, and there was a guy probably in his 60s, and we were, I was trying to get his business, and it was a huge contract, and I was the smallest of the people that were bidding. My company was the smallest of the people that were bidding, and the guy said to me, do you smoke cigars? Mm. And, I, and I said, yeah, I do, and he said, come up to my office. And I think it was like, son, come up to my <laughs> office, one of those things. And he pulled out some brandy, and we lit up cigars, and we spoke for three hours, and we spoke about family, that he worked with his son, I worked with my dad, and we ended up getting the business. If it wasn't for the cigar, it would have been a 15-minute meeting downstairs, what's your pricing, right. give me your proposal. But we got to know each other. Right. And to me, that was the power of the cigar. So that's what we try and be a part of, is that. Uh, somebody asked, Jay Brin asked, how is the current situation in Nicaragua affecting you guys? Well, today it's not. Um, there was, you know, obviously uh, the what was going on in Nicaragua was just uh, it was just deplorable. I mean, for the government to turn against their people was miserable. Um, where we were affected, one was, first of all, I happen to, I happen to say this, that most everybody in the factories in Nicaragua, the production was great because everyone <laughs> wanted to be in the factory. Nobody mm -hmm. wanted to yeah. be on the streets. Mm -hmm. So everyone showed up. Where we were affected back then was that some of the Nicaraguan tobacco we needed, we couldn't get our hands on because you know, trucks weren't moving down the roads or roadblocks. Um, so we had to find other ways because we also, you know, we produce in, in Honduras as well, right? So, yeah. And we use Nicaraguan tobacco. So we had to literally we rented box trucks and took you know back roads through the mountains to try and get stuff some out. of that stuff out so there was a there was definitely a hold up a three month period that getting the tobaccos that we needed were not easy but in the scheme of things that meant nothing because the nicaraguan people were hurting and and the truth is they're still hurting uh it's it's kind of quiet it's the undertone of what's going on there now and it's not necessarily it's not necessarily in in Esteli, where the factories are, but in the capital city, mm. you know, it, there's still an undertone that's that's hurting the people. Mm. So Ralph, Ralph Montero is your VP, your mm -hmm. second in command, your mm -hmm. first mate. I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, they hear Alec Bradley, they're familiar with you, maybe his role, how important he's been to your company, and how long you guys have been together. Incredible. Yeah, he um, he he started in the business when he was 18. And he worked, his father, uh, his, not his father, his uncle, uh, it was is Pedro Martin, who is an icon in this business with tropical tobacco. So he, he grew up from the time he was 18 smoking cigars in the cigar business. And then he broke away from the family business, went on his own. And, of course, when he went on his own was when the boom was over. So ultimately right. he was struggling with his brand, and that's how we ended up, you know, getting together. Um, but his work ethic is second to none. His palate is spectacular. 
I mean, we when we, we I'll give you an example. We were with uh, Ernesto Carrillo, and we were in the Dominican Republic. We were just talking about some, you know, blending and back and forth. And Ralph and I would smoke these puritos of all the different tobaccos Ernie had. And we were just kind of hanging out with him, and, and we were writing notes. And Ernesto looked at me. He's like, I've never seen two people do this before. Like, I've never seen two people on the uh, kind of on the same page in terms of what they're getting out of the tobaccos. So Ralph and I, even though we agree on like two things a year <laughs> um, total, uh, kind of like Alec and Bradley, but um, we understand the tobaccos and how they work well together. And we, we just kind of play back and forth. And a lot of times he'll say, you know, I, I put some changes into place on some iterations we were working on. And he kind of surprises me with it. Mm -hmm. And then we go from there. And so he's been extremely instrumental in our company's growth. Um, he's a, he's a numbers guy. So he runs the, you know, he runs the, the, the CFO side of the business mm. and he's got a great palate. So, I mean, it's really, geez, like he created him in a lab or something. Yeah. He is, he is the, the multi-tool. Absolutely. Yeah. The multi-tool. Swiss army. Wasn't yeah. That's your nickname. And <laughs> that's unfair. <laughs> IU gets to say those jokes. You don't get to say those yeah. jokes. <laughs> No, Alan, I got uh we can't thank you enough for taking the time on Friday and having us here all day was a great yeah, time. Geez. Cool. Hope we you enjoyed you yourself. Cod, Amazing some hot host. dogs. Yeah. I would do that whole Mikasa thing, but it's not who I am. <laughs> it's just, you're welcome here anytime though. No, that's fantastic. And then after the break, uh if you're watching the show, if you have questions for for any of us, uh ask them on Facebook with hashtag Astojo. We'll pass them on to uh our guests. We'll take a small break and then uh oh, here comes trouble. And then here comes trouble. The the boys will be on the show. The and, Bash uh, the Bash brothers. But uh thanks again, Alan. No, my pleasure. Appreciate thanks, it, Eric. brother man. Thanks for hosting us. And Thank uh, you, man. if thanks you're watching, we'll be back in uh, about a minute with the boys, Alec and Bradley. Here at SeriousCigars.com, we specialize in premium high-end and boutique cigars, along with carrying a wide selection of the most popular cigar brands around. We have an array of premium cigars, accessories, humidors, cutters, and lighters. When new products hit the market, SeriousCigars.com is the first to have them available for sale. We offer a variety of promotions to all of our customers. As an added bonus, order by 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and your order ships the very same day. Our best in-class customer service team can help with whatever you need. We are SeriousCigars.com. You live a cigar lifestyle? Do you have a passion for fine beer, premium spirits, and old cuisine? If so, you are in the right place. This is Cigars.com. What makes Cigars.com unique, it's not only its superb selection of premium cigars, but the fact that it is powered by you. We will showcase special deals and features along with tips and tricks from industry experts to enhance your cigar lifestyle. A new era in cigars have arrived, and it starts here. Photo. We'll actually get the audio going here. A little mid-show photo. This is be a, a peek behind the kimono, if you will. <laughs> using, uh, They're up there in the bundle somewhere, I think. All right, boys. Give it your best. Oh, I can tell I looked bad in that one. We I just, are I just smiled. <laughs> we are back. Did you, you turned, you turned uh, you. 
red down. Red's not back up. Now. Oh yeah, uh, thanks for reminding me. As much as as much as I would love to have Bradley's mic off this entire <laughs> interview, I think he said the same about <laughs> you. So <laughs> I think the people. All right, so back with episode uh, 184. I got to get all my drinks situated. Well, you Alec took the only Cezanne that was there. Oh, did I? Oof. No, there's another one, isn't there? No, no that's the only oh, one. Well, it's good. It was good. It was so good. But what are we drinking? That wasn't oh. me. Oh. I, I threw it well. He didn't catch it. Oh, oh. well, a lot that of things a are. A lot lighter. of. That was a $600 lighter. <laughs> Bring the boys on, and all of a sudden. Yeah, things get Eric, who, who are we chaos. sitting with? Uh, which one's which? Do you uh, know? Alec and Bradley. Correct. Boom. And uh, hey, th- these guys, uh, we hung out with uh, Bradley the other night at the brewery, which was a blast. I, was a, I, I wasn't was even invited. Perfectly so. well behaved. Didn't even have a, s- a sip of beer. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> but uh, no, that was great. And then and then today you guys had us over and we we're hanging out. But um, so this is it. This is Smoke Night Live, boys. Welcome finally, to the show. Finally, SNL, yeah. man. Thank you for having me. SNL. I finally have you on the show. We're excited to. To get to 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 meet you and talk with you, and people on Facebook are probably uh, going nuts. Going nuts. Well, I think one of the issues we're going to run into is we've been hanging out with you guys for like eight hours at this point. Yeah. yeah what have close. we not talked about? <laughs> I uh, I think we covered the gambit. Boxers or briefs or what about commando? Boxer briefs? Boxer briefs I thought you guys yeah. were. You seem like a commando guy, Bradley. <laughs> when I sleep, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a that's a scoop. Coop, no articles on <laughs> on the Bradley Commando situation. Bradley Commando. Not yet. Also, <laughs> yet. Bradley Commando. Great name for a cigar. Yes. Great name. For Maybe a cigar. not. That's that's got to be Maybe a, not. a cigar name. So so you guys now you're venturing off within the uh, umbrella of Alec Bradley cigars, but starting your own stuff, doing your own thing, doing your own blends, yes. which is super cool. Blind mm-hmm. faith. Yep. What's okay? So here we go. Uh, you know what got you? What what made you decide to do that? I mean, what uh, you know was it? Bradley's idea completely. Bradley's idea. He came to my office one day and was like, "Alec, I think we should come out with our own cigar." And I said, "Okay, but this is gonna let me think on it a little bit because we have to kind of think about how to approach this with Dad, and kind of go from there." And we did that, and he was all about it. Our dad was completely all about it. He's like, "I'm in. Let's do this." And then he said. Oh, he didn't say. We said, no, you don't understand. You're not. It's not we. It's it's just the two of us. You're not a part of this. And he was like, he thought about it for a few minutes, and he was like, okay, fine, but you two are paying for the production yourselves. And, oh. the, and then that's when it got interesting. Right. Yeah. Mm. But um, now he named the company after you guys. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You did not... You should, you oh, I was four. Oh, he was one. So I we started we the company. I was one years old, <laughs> so kind of. I'm, I'm a bit of an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think what Eric is getting at is it's is it not kind of messed up that you didn't name your brand Alan Rubin? Oh, that's not good, at all. That's a good point. No, that's kind a terrible of, name. I would kind never of do that. Rude, <laughs> if you ask me. I was thinking really just Alan. Just Alan. Just Alan. <laughs> Alan Cigar Company. You know, I mean, so doesn't oh. really roll off the tongue. Just seems know. like he kind of scratched your guys' back a little bit. Wouldn't it hurt? Would it? <laughs> well, well, if you had named me Alex, this would have been a whole lot easier because <laughs> everyone screws up my name constantly. <laughs> yeah, you. His name comes through Scott Free. Yeah, not mine's not a I pain. Get, I get Baldwin. I, I'm Alex Baldwin. Well, that's not so bad, is it? Uh, if you had his, if he had his wallet, maybe. But other yeah, than he's that. got a tall wallet. We saw his wallet earlier. <laughs> that's <laughs> not a weird. That's not a weird. <laughs> that's not a weird thing. He actually, he had a key card in there. Nothing that weird has happened today, Dojo. Just if if it was weird, it came from you. So yes, yeah. I think they know that. The audience is aware of that situation. 
Um, back to cigar stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, what that's what we're here. I how forgot. does it work for you guys? Because you want to create something new and unique, and you have this great portfolio. How do you make something that doesn't, you know, play the same tune as everything that has been done yeah. before? It, it definitely was the hardest part of making the cigar was making something different than Alec Bradley because we do have a wide portfolio, a bunch of different flavors and strengths. Um, so th that was the focus of this project was to do something just different, but because we are who we are and we like this, you know, certain cigars, um, we had to play with similar tobacco. So trying to play with similar tobacco that Alec Bradley uses, but also make something different to Alec Bradley was the, the toughest challenge, but I think we did a decent job at it. I would say that's that's being conservative. I think you guys made a terrific cigar. Thank you. What uh, speaking of playing with tobacco, you guys were one in four. When the, did you guys ever get to just like roll around in polones or stuff, or like have like tobacco? <laughs> we fights? grew up in polones. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> they were about. Birthed Never. in polones. Yes. It's a birthing polone. <laughs> Never a birthing polone. <laughs> Bro, it's 108 degrees, just like a <laughs> like a baby koala. <laughs> I can't imagine who that's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my Eric Espinosa. Oh man. Um, so, but how's it been? This it's a, it's a early in the process, but uh, how do you feel? How did it go? What do you think? It was extremely exciting coming out with our own cigar. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, and then getting out there and people enjoying it and seeing the uh, the satisfaction that people have had from our cigar was an amazing experience. Yeah. What's the feedback been? Um, for the most part, pretty good. Uh, obviously, you're gonna have people that don't enjoy it. it. Might not be their palate, which is absolutely fine. That's with you know any cigar. Not sure. And there's no cigar that's gonna be everyone's palate, and that's just is what it is. But the fact that we put something out there that uh, you know people are enjoying and we're getting good feedback from is been absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's cool. When like it's your baby, you know, yes. and you see somebody smoking it, or they and, and or just online, and the, and you know they love it, they're loving it, and you're like, man, that's that's our. That's we did that. We made that. Exactly. It's got a feeling. You guys made proud. a baby together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two brothers. That's <laughs> very, <laughs> very weird. Kind of. That's so weird, guys. Um, I don't, I don't know how to bounce back from that <laughs> one. Yeah, I don't know what to say after that. Super one. effectively. How has the transition been from citizen to cigar personality? I've always wondered that. You guys were just, just Al and Brad, kicking around, and now. You're Alec and Bradley officially. No one calls Alec <coughs> Al, by the way. Al and Brad. Al and Brad. Um, it's very weird, honestly. Yeah. Because I've never been the person that is a good public speaker. Um, becoming knowledgeable on tobacco has definitely been the, the biggest struggle um, because we didn't have the luxury of going down to the factories while we were growing up and learning the process of tobacco. So to become a cigar personality, um, <laughs> and have, to, ha have to have to speak on it sure. and, and speak well on it has been one of the, the bigger challenges of coming into the industry. Mm. And kudos to me for somehow making that a decent question because that started that started in the weeds. <laughs> also, um, we've we were kind of raised in this industry, so I, I think I went to my first event when I was fifteen. I wasn't able to smoke at the time, obviously, but. We were seriously raised in this industry and brought up in it. So we were always kind of taught how to act around, you know, older people when we were young. And he would let us sit in on meetings when we were insanely long, young. Like I was like probably 13 when I sat in my first meeting with even other manufacturers or people that were stopping by, other retailers. And so we always kind of knew how to act. But then to have to get up and do it yourself and talk in front of people was a scary situation. 
<laughs> Jack, <laughs> okay. You, you did this. Should I bring up, I bring up the next Jack, segment? You I mean, right through me, like, like <laughs> you, Eric. You, I thought you did this. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't. Here I did we not. go. Next, I next, did not do that. <laughs> next spiel. <laughs> when, when you guys, you guys, um, you know, kind of took the tra- not the not the traditional route, but you know, you you didn't start smoking until you were eighteen. You went off to school. You know, you got your education. Was there a debate, even in your mind, for a second? whether it was going to be the cigar biz or something else like uh our father never pushed us to come into this industry but brad and i both knew throughout college that this is what we wanted to do he never forced us he told us to explore other options and honestly that didn't happen for either of us he was like he's like boys you can always be an astronaut and you were just like i don't know i guess cigars i mean i feel like i could still do that in my off time yeah, that, yeah, that's that's what I've been kind of jonesing for myself. It but seems I, like that's what Omar does. Like so. a, <laughs> yes, yeah, like just a Johnny a, Tobacco Knot. Oh, that oh. was a good reference. That's yeah. a cigar as well. Wow. <laughs> so I have some. Um, <laughs> let's go over some failed cigar names that I've thought of for you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Alan Brad could be just like your blue collar blend. Alan Brad, and you call it like the you ranch. Did, you just said the segment was failed cigar names, right? Right. Well, they're going to be failures, but you don't know that yet until okay. you put in a lot of time and <laughs> okay. effort. Okay, just making sure. Bolts and screws. You kind of do an homage to the fastener game, and this is we got to get more blue collar. We got to <laughs> you. You got to come on board. That I told you. I told you a funny one earlier today machine. that that you laughed at. Uh, I thought it was the good. Pennsylvania Bradleaf. Yes, oh. that's terrific. Mm-hmm. That's, that's terrific. Kind of a bolts and screws, more like a. I thought, and now. Boys, we got to preface this. I'm kind of a dumb guy. I'm not a dumb street smart. <laughs> that didn't smarts. need to be prefaced, street but it's Street okay. smarts. <laughs> all about the street smarts. Um, I thought that Alec Bradley was a very British company. Like, I thought you guys, like, I Sir Alec Bradley? Sir Alec Bradley. And I just pictured it was like like a guy that owned a castle that was like, I'll get into cigars. What have you guys run into with people being Alec and Bradley of Alec Bradley and having a company named Alec and Bradley? Like, like it's on was your that shirt. a question? I'm <laughs> not exactly sure. Boys, give me some, give me some, give me something here. I don't know. I, I where do we go? No, earlier, Jack, you asked. That you was asked the question. Him. Yes, that was the good question. You know, you were wearing a shirt that yes. said Alec Bradley on it, mm-hmm. and he said, "What's it like? You know, just wearing a shirt that has your name on it. That's not." Yeah, I mean, I never really thought of it that way. It's there weird, was right? there was and a company name, and then my name is Alec. His name is Bradley, and it is what it is. But I never really thought of it. Sort that of way. separated it in your yeah. mind. Yeah. The weird know. thing is, is when someone answers the phone here and they go Alec Bradley, and at first for like half a second, I think they're calling my name for whatever reason. That is a pain in the butt. Right. But other than that, yeah. When your mom, when you guys were in trouble as kids. Alec Bradley. <laughs> Never happened? Well, when no, we were in trouble as kids, my mom would call me Al, and then I was super confused because I didn't know if she was yelling at me or my dad. So you just said nobody oh, ever so called he, him Al. He's big Al. You're little Al. Little Al. Li- oh, that's a don't great even start. That's a <laughs> don't great even start. name for a br- uh, Little Al. Now, uh, speaking of cigar names, Blind Faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about uh, why the cigar is named Blind Faith. Yeah, so... The reason for Blind Faith uh, was for the retailers, the consumers, everyone that's smoked Alec Bradley. Um, they've never smoked a cigar from Alec and Bradley. Um, so the idea was they had to have Blind Faith in being Alec and our ability to create a good smokable cigar that they can enjoy. 
I think that smokable cigar is not giving yourself half enough credit. That thing is pretty killer. <laughs> if it's well, you put it on Cigar Wars. It was up against the EPC <laughs> Encore, so I would. Hope that was that that's was a, just that's the a first. Tough war. That was just the first battle. That was first of many. So what's uh, what's on the horizon for you boys? What's next? <laughs> that's a, a terrible question. A great question all at the same time. We I uh, agree. It was a terrible question. Yeah, <laughs> we we have been working on a new brand. We're actually working on two or three new brands, but the one that's supposed to launch next, we finished artwork completely. We we had a name. We finished the Vista. Finished the band. We're working on the blend. And at one point, I wasn't as in love with the project. And then Bradley came to me a couple of days later and was like, time to scrap the project. Time to start from new. And He looks I, excited about that. I, I, I'm excited and I'm sad at the same time because in a, in a weird sense, I'm happy that I caught it early enough. Okay. Because mm. I don't think if I, if, if I never caught it, I don't think it would have been a success. So... Um, it gives us a new chance to to start new and, and make it how we want to do it and do it right and put everything into it. And if it takes longer for the cigar to come out, it takes longer for the cigar to come out. At one point, I think he just kind of looked at it, looked at the project that we had and was like, do we believe in this enough to bring mm-hmm. it to market? And the answer was absolutely not. This is not something that we were willing to put our names on. Mm. Yeah. So big, big learning experience for that. And. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's for sure. A lot of respect for people that can get their cigars out in a timely manner. Right. Uh, <laughs> so what is it like, uh, your guys' working relationship, being a partnership, how does that go if there's a disagreement? Do you have like a one veto rule? Is there a lot of compromise? What is the... Uh, I'll, first, I'll say this. We never compromise because <laughs> as soon as you compromise, oh, okay. as soon as you compromise, you're not going to come out with the best product possible. Okay. We would rather duke it out and get to the best solution possible and have to convince each other versus having to compromise. Because, I mean, first of all, we have extremely opposite personalities in every way possible. I mean, we're brothers. It's just, it comes with the territory. But in terms of blends, we were talking about this earlier, where if Brad and I had to go and blend cigars completely on our own, we would not pick the same blend whatsoever. We use completely different tobaccos. But I do think that we would both enjoy each other's blend that we came out with. So that's one thing. And then for artwork, that's a complete, you know, separate story. He is he is definitely taking the the, the lead when it comes to artwork. Yeah, it's really the f- the fun part for me is trying to figure out how can I connect with people? Mm. How can they learn about us? What we like? I want I want our releases um to be like our our story. Like people know who we are. Uh they know what we smoke, our styles, maybe music, whatever. We can kind of throw it together so people, when they look at the artwork, when they look at the band, the packaging, they have a sense of who Alec and Bradley are. Pretty much the only two thing that we have in common is the fact that we are both completely obsessed with music and our last names are Ruben. About other, other than, than that, that that's, that's it. He's got a beard. I do yeah, occasionally full, I have a beard. beard. Most yeah. of the time I don't, but sometimes I do, and that's about it. Your guys' roles, were they kind of predetermined, or did you just kind of fall into what your specialties were? Uh, not at all. Basically, when we, when I came in, at least, I had to completely fabricate what I was. Go- I had to figure out what Just I was going to be doing. <laughs> not made it up, but like I had to find where I'd be useful within the company yeah. and then succeed in it. Because if we didn't, I mean, he was. We weren't going to just get paid to sit here all day. So we completely had to find what our role was really quickly and actually establish something and make it grow. And that was a very tough part for me coming into this business. 
was figuring out where I want I needed to be and what I could do to be beneficial for this company. Yeah, for me, uh, like I said before, creative has always been the fun part of of the business, and it's something that I knew I wanted to do immediately. But before I could do any of that, uh, my father made both of us, you know, go to. Oh, all he made before all of that. He made both of you. That's a fact. I didn't even exist. So that <laughs> so was a big hurdle for me. <laughs> so just being that quick one, getting in there, boom. We had Sorry. to we had to go to all the different areas of the company, learn about them, understand them. So while we are working, we can interact better, have a better understanding of how all the pieces move. Um, we both yeah, we both started in the warehouse. Yeah. So that's, that's I, forklift ex- aspect, baby. Oh yeah, he knows how to use the forklift. I don't. I wasn't taught that. You didn't make it as far in the warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like creatively speaking. I think that we should maybe zhuzh up the can forklift we, a little can bit. We paint the forklift. 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 So besides besides the the brand that you're working on, mm-hmm. uh, then you're also working on you know the overall Alec Bradley lines and stuff as well. What do you got? What's your roles in the company? Uh, you know, what do you? We do all a wear a basis? lot of hats in this company, yeah. but like John Drew, kind yeah, of yeah, like three, yeah, hats, like three hats, hats at a time, yeah. exactly. Um, right now, I'm having a big focus with our territory managers and trying to grow certain accounts. That's yeah. like a pet project of mine for the year. And yeah, um, working on ads, marketing strategies, anything that reaches to the people um, is mainly my focus, and then helping out with the reps any way I can, traveling. Doing events. Um, what has that been like? Are you an event guy? Were you an event guy before? Did you ever think you would be an event guy? Never, ever would I think I was an event guy. What's your I've, strategy I've going into an event? Just get plastered and see what happens? Just <laughs> pray to God that I don't screw up some words and don't, 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 don't embarrass Alec Bradley as a brand. Usually the main focus uh, of... I, similar strategy over here, but I... <laughs> I don't know if you're doing... Fail. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh-wee. <laughs> Can I say... So if you guys weren't doing this, if you weren't in the cigar business, you know, say, say you know, your dad said, all right, I've mm-hmm. had enough of you two boneheads. You're out. And you couldn't work for a cigar company. What, what do you do? What's your other, what would be your backup plan to the cigar industry? I would love to get into the liquor business somehow and or um, even like leather goods, stuff like that. That's always something I've been passionate about. Ooh, liquor and leather. It's <laughs> <Liquor and laughs> like a weird store. Kinda. Yeah. I don't know. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, probably maybe like hand model. Um, Ooh, let me see. Told that I've had very nice fingernails. Let me see the dial. So, oh, I don't. I have terrible. You just, you know, you, you kind of got you some. You kind of got some hairy knuckles. Yes, that, but it's just it's just part of being a hairy Jew. Hairy knuckles. It's having hairy knuckles and a hairy chest. It comes with the territory. You can shave that though. People, you people, hairy people respect. People respect. Boys, this is a question that we never thought we'd have to ask. But is it kind of performance enhancing to shave your knuckles as a hand model, or is it just anything you can do to get an edge? Is that legal? Anything. It's like uh, it's like shaving your legs if you're a swimmer. It just helps you go faster. Oh, that's why I. Okay, I just have been shaving my legs. (laughs) Just because. I thought that that's what everybody did, and I was like, why does nobody else have hair on their legs? And that's. Been like twelve years, <laughs> <laughs> um, boys. We do a weekly top five. It's about mm-hmm. time for the weekly top five. We kind of came up with ours today. In in, it better be good. The well, you were there. I was. I was gonna say I in know. cooperation <laughs> with you guys. I don't. You're acting like it's a, some sort of show magic. I made a list. I checked it once. I forgot to Jack, check. Jack, you're gonna have to drive this one, all right, baby. So this is um, it started as brothers in business, mm-hmm. and then it's just kind of became a list of just regular brothers. Mm-hmm. 
But we're, I'm going to check out a name, and you guys, we're going to kind of interface what we think of. So this is the weekly top five. Brothers famous in general. Famous brother brothers. We never really defined it. Usually we kind of do a lot of pre-work. This time we just kind of we'll, let the we'll liquor do up. the drive, and, and <laughs> this is what we came up with. Number one on this week's list, the Super Mario Brothers. Now, you were saying you're a Luigi guy earlier? Oh, absolutely. I am also a Luigi guy. Let that be on the record. What's wrong with it's, Luigi? You gave me like <laughs> Super Mario for well, a reason. Sure, it's like Alec Bradley, Luigi. Oh. Oh. Just because Super Mario oh doesn't, mean it's, doesn't yeah. mean it's that doesn't mean anything. It's just a name. You're, I gotta go you're Mario. You're not invited too, back. Not <laughs> Mario all the way. Baby. Well, and oh, this Luigi is something. Um, this is something that's been oft talked about on the internet. Are War Waluigi and Wario brothers? Maybe father and son. One's a lot bigger than Are the other. Are they both plumbers? What is their mm. jobs? I think we've actually talked about this on the show. <laughs> Honestly, we, we did one time. I'm really interested in this. And know. you expect me to have the answer? Well, well, I would hope you would have an opinion. Okay. The Wright brothers. Legends. I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah, a little as if I had to take flight. a train everywhere for to get to events, that would be terrible. Yeah, I mean, as you said, cigar celebrity, we fly a lot. So yeah, trying to get, trying to, trying to, trying to get those American miles up. Are, is so and important. let's talk about complaining on planes. They also enabled that to happen. Let's complain <laughs> more about planes. Everybody cares. You have a travel issue. Yeah, there's always a travel. I'm issue. I'm sitting at my house. I mean, a great bowl of chili, and you know what I'm thinking. I wonder who's having an issue with American Airlines right now. I check my phone. I see it. I get so much rage in me. I have to go to American Airlines and say, why is Bradley delayed at MIA for four hours? This That's is ridiculous. That's because it's MIA, not because of anything else other than the fact that it's MIA. Okay, now this is the most important one on the whole list, guys. The Property Brothers. <laughs> I know these that's your favorite. That's probably <laughs> your favorite. Guys, for that one. These guys, here's what happens. You come to them and you say, hey, I want this house. Yeah. Here's all the things I want. And they take you to a house. You're swindled. You, you show up. You're, you're like, this is the perfect house. Oh, I'm sure it's exactly at my price point. Deal done. Property Brothers. We don't even have to do the show. Guess what? Costs a half a million more than you're willing to pay. Damn, man. Enter Jonathan. We got to fix this baby up. Did you guys ever watch Property Brothers? Yeah. I thought this yeah. was going to be no. a little bit more. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that was number three. Where's that four and five? Yeah, I th well, it's not, it's not in order. Oh, it's not in say, order? I thought this was going to be more of a tennis match. Speaking of tennis matches. Oh. I don't even know their name. This so. is going to get people in trouble, people being Jack. The Williams sisters. Oh, okay. They are really good at tennis. Wow. Yeah. But I'm they're not, not brothers. Did, but well, the, I'm not making a statement, but they could both kick my ass. So I think <laughs> that that might, be <laughs> close that, might, that might be close enough on this one. I forgot the last two. And then we had a couple of That's six. honorable mentions. Yeah. There's one that. Uh, the Winklevoss twins. Ah. Ooh. Okay. You guys yeah. aren't twins, but no. I hear uh -huh. you tried Ooh, to invent Facebook or something like that. Yeah, yes. I mean, that was working And we're Bitcoin it. billionaires. So. Bitcoin billionaires? Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. My, my space is still really my thing. Um, well, who's, your, who's your current? <laughs> let's do. Who's your current top five? Not my brother. I know you're still in MySpace because that was a very like 13 year old girl answer. <laughs> Tom is my best friend. So. Not my brother. Yeah. Um, Peterson Boswell's on my top. Peterson Boswell. <laughs> shout out Peterson Boswell. I hope he's watching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Step Brothers. Now they weren't brothers mm. by blood, but that's a good movie. That is a good movie. <laughs> that's. <laughs> Speaking of it movies, well be. I wanted to let's move that to movies. The Coen Brothers. 
The Coen yes. Brothers. See, that's an actual answer, Bradley. Yeah. That's not what I was going for for this part. This is supposed to be pandemonium. Nobody's yeah, no, supposed but to be... I'm jumping. I'm, I'm jumping around. <laughs> they were good. They made the movie. Did you see the uh, Buster Scruggs situation? I did watch Buster Scruggs. That was Scruggs. good, right? I didn't like it. I love that movie. I hate to be a contrarian. Didn't like. It. I thought. I thought some of the. So are we supposed to pick our good. top five? Like our top. No, it's five not even here? a top five. This part of the show, we just pick five things and then just kind of talk about it. Apparently. Just talk about it. Okay, a couple other uh, honorable slash dishonorable mentions. Cain and Abel. Pretty messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best brothers on that list. I mean, they were good. Well, apparently, they liked each other more than Bradley likes me. So. Uh, they're on my top five. Cain <laughs> <laughs> and Abel are on your MySpace top five. How did you even I'm get on, on their top them? five? So it's kind of it's reciprocated. Uh, I wrote down Romulus and Remus. I just know that they were brothers. I honestly, I looked at the Wikipedia <laughs> article earlier. It was so boring. <laughs> Skipped it. You had some stuff about Puma and Adidas. Yeah, they were brothers. Once brothers. Once brothers. Well, and which then they separated. What's and, uh, better? What's better? Adidas uh, or Puma? I go Adidas. Yeah. What about this? And now this is the Pumas anymore. Mm. This is just kind of coming somewhere. to me now. Here's what you guys do. You do kind of a breakup album where you call it Once Brothers, where you we create like a manufactured rift between the two of you, and then the next year you each do solo cigars. It's kind of like the Rumors album, Fleetwood okay. Mac. Like <laughs> it's your best work. There's this huge. Fake the, the band is breaking up, is what yes, you're saying. Yes, okay. huge, and it can be totally fake. I'm totally okay with that. Okay. We just do one of those cigar things where you just make up a story, and you're like, we found this in the factory, <laughs> but we loved it so much that we fought over it. And then, boom, that's your breakup album, your rumors. And then you each do solo projects, come back together. Like a super band. Super I band. would do that, but my blend would be better than his. So. Well, what would, what would your name be, then? I don't have a name yet. You, well, you just put me on the spot. Exactly. How much just have a name <laughs> in 30 I, seconds? I, I have this is how I we have, started. I have, Connecticut, I have Connecticut Bradley. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> oh. I thought it was Pennsylvania Bradley. Uh, you mm. picked Pennsylvania. I would yeah, pick good luck with I, would, your I would pick Connecticut. Your name might be better, but my blend would be better, so it's okay. Mm. Not if I'm using Connecticut Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> See how the creative guy, he's already thinking of the name. Yeah, he's already thought uh, of it. I have a he's list. I have a list of names. Somebody wants to know. They're not good. Somebody wants to know what the boys are drinking across the board that's i mean glenfiddich is an obvious choice not just because of the partners they make fantastic well we got products. some glenfiddich over here we got some red we actually air. have concrete beach beer here today who yeah. our buddy over at concrete beach dropped it off for us and um yeah it's it's fantastic it's a small brewery down in winwood mm. and yeah they're making good i've stuff. been doing this fun thing where you said earlier and i kind of took bradley's lead on this you were like you guys we got some kind of the rare ones for the mm. show Let's all drink those together, and then I just drink them myself. Yeah, so yeah, what happened was during the show, you the took the only Saison yeah. that we had, and during the break, when you went to the bathroom for we the 50th it. time today, we actually <laughs> took it and started drinking it. Yeah. Okay, did you pee in it? <laughs> did you pee? Just a little. <laughs> that was, I got a lot more ammonia on the last couple. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, and then we have the Trader Joe's brothers or something about that. Um, oh, yeah, Trader Joe's and all of And then it kind of at the had, um, Walt uh, Disney and Roy Disney. Okay, and then to the very, very I bottom. I wonder who won that, that battle. Very, very, Walt or Roy. Yeah, Walt. very, very bottom of this list, just the last brothers we can think of, Rocky and Nish Patel, oh. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make as little friends <laughs> as I can possibly. Yeah. In the yeah, just destroy our careers at the beginning. Oh, I just said that. I said that, guys. Nobody else here said that. I'm <laughs> winking. I don't know if they can sing. Yeah. 
So that's the brothers' top <laughs> weekly top five. <laughs> okay, wonderful. That was that was us stumbling <laughs> backwards into a weekly top five. Uh, and that was fun. maybe if any of the dojo fans have some other, oh yeah, we some need other yeah, some throw some brothers. stuff out there. I feel like we missed because Jack did a terrible job. There's got to be some. I I will I will wear that one. That was a little bit better. There's got to be some some we're forgetting. Yeah, we're leaving no, absolutely. out. Absolutely, sure. Okay, we got Down some dojo questions. Uh, what's you guys released multiple sizes? What is it? Three sizes. Three sizes. These? What's your personal favorite size of the blind faith? The Toro for me, yeah. for sure. That's a great I think it smokes the best. It has the best strength. It has great flavor. The Gordo probably has a little bit better flavor than the Toro, but the strength level on the Toro is just perfect. Um. Shoot, I really had something great there. I was about <laughs> to come sure, out. Sure you did. <laughs> That's what I always say. That's yeah. what I always say on the show. Why uh, three sizes? Why uh, why that number? Was that just the way the blends worked out? Keep it simple. Yeah, mm -hmm. first uh -huh. release, thought we'd keep it simple. Just kind of, you know, try and bring down risk because it is something new. We didn't know how it would go. Don't so forget, we, we were paying for production, so we really couldn't go that. You crazy didn't do the eight it. size, yeah. eight yeah. size route. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if we if we could do Lancero, Corona, Lonsdale, or whatever, we mm -hmm. would. But um, just to to keep the risk down and you know try and make this as successful as possible. Right. With Yeah, at the same or time, you could have gone one size, so you wanted to you know. Yeah, options. Do options are important. Yeah. yeah. We get this a lot, uh, and you guys, it's perfect for because you're both cigar geeks, and you you I mean. Alec, we walk in, you're smoking 19 different cigars, none of them Alec Bradley. What do you smoke that's not your own company, and why do you feel like it's an important thing to try other stuff? Well, like you said, we're cigar geeks, so why? how can I only smoke Alec Bradley products if I'm a cigar geek? I mean, I think I was smoking on my father today, a Viaje today, I've got Olivas, I've got, I've, got, I've got everything in my humidor. I go... And buy cigars constantly. Bradley, I think, is buying even more than me at this point. Brad you're Bradley, you're buying an insane amount of cigars for a guy that <laughs> has his own cigar brand. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say that. Yeah, no, it's a, I, not it's time, a problem. Not, not time for an problem. intervention, but we, we're thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, it's Like Alex said, it's important to try other people's mm -hmm. cigars. You want to see what else is out there. Uh, it can improve what we're doing. Um, I just bought a box of Viajes that just came out. Um you know, always going after uh, Nick Melillo stuff, Foundation, his his new Tabernacle is, is great. So um, trying to support my friends, want to see what they're doing. Uh, how can I how can I do better? How can Alec and I do better? We can try stuff, try and see what other flavors, strengths are out there. So Plus we can it builds your palate. The more, the more things you get to try, the more you get to build your palate. And for people that only smoke, you know, either one brand or one cigar constantly, they're not getting to see the wide variety of things that are out there and why this industry is so great because cigars now are better than they've ever been because of the competition and all that. So mm. the more you get to smoke, really, the be you know, the more your palate's going to grow and the more experience <coughs> of a cigar smoker you'll be. Do you try to get opinions from these guys, talk to them, um, just, you know, like talk shop, you know? When of course, you get a, always, you yeah. Get a chance with some of the yeah, other guys. Yeah, I mean, at, at IPCPR, when we released Blind Faith, I was excited to give it to some of my friends that are manufacturers because I – I want their opinion. I, I want to see what they think, and if they have any notes that they can give me, some some tips, whatever can make me better at what I'm doing, I'm more than happy to, to listen. Where do you where do you see your guys? Where do you see yourself in five years? You you is this like become like a burning passion? You feel like you know this will be the next generation to. to I'd, I'd like to have at least ten new lines on the market just for Alec and Bradley in the next five years. I mean, two a year for the next five years would be. A definite goal for me, if not more, <coughs> as well as doing some 
potentially some collaborations with other companies, getting to work with some other people just so that we can experience different types of blending and different types of tobacco. I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What and is it like now that you have to smoke cigars like for work? Like you, it's awesome, dude. You should try it. Yeah, but but for like like you know sometimes you don't always want to smoke a cigar, and this is just a Thank this you, is that's perfect. this is just the uh, Thank you, brother. Thanks for coming to the shop, pops. This is just a <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah sure. It's all about him. Now. It's all about him. This guy this guy owns a whole company, and he's our bartender. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it like? I mean, when you you. <laughs> some poppies. We're going to smoke some poppies. What is it like, you know, when you have to smoke and you have to blend and it's not so it's not a, a fun thing. You have to. There's a difference between smoking for pleasure and smoking with a purpose. Yeah. And that is very difficult to transition into. When you're smoking for a purpose, you tend to question your palate. By the way, next line, Alec and Bradley, smoking with a purpose. That's a long name to put on a band. You gotta <laughs> I think have of, heard you, longer. You Ta have to think about those things. Tabernacle Havana Seed CT142. That makes smoking with a purpose seem like a <laughs> little I'll make sure daisy stroll. I'll make sure to tell Nick that. <laughs> um, I've told him. <laughs> smoking with a purpose is not the easiest thing in the world because you tend to question your palate and tend and I mean, I, I just last week I was smoking through 20 blends in four days, of which five cigars a day isn't bad, but when you're constantly focusing on every single blend, you tend to start questioning yourself, like, I, this is garbage, right? So I give it to someone else to smoke, like, this is not what I'm looking for at all. Like, this is not, cigar is not good, and, it, you know, of course the answer is, yeah, it's not good, but when you're smoking back-to-back -back bad cigars, you have to question yourself. Mm. It's, not, it's not easy, but then once you <coughs> find something and you're like, okay, this is a good cigar then you start to know as well as you have your cigars that you go to while you're smoking to kind of hone in your palate, which we were talking about before. Yeah, which, which, which are those for you, the cigars that when you're kind of out of whack, kind of recenter you and you're like, okay, if this cigar tastes bad, I'm just burnt mm. out. Uh, Tempest Natural for me, and I think it's Coil Petit Lancero for him. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And also when it comes to me smoking for a purpose – um, oh, you did air purpose. quotes. <laughs> you it, it was a loose air, air you quotes. You hit him with a half air quote. It was quote. loose air quotes. Um, I, my method is I smoke one at the office in the conference room, the only place where I can think. And, yeah, and, I've noticed. And, and, and <laughs> see how it performs uh, very technically on, on your palate and the flavors and strength. And then go home, uh, go on my balcony, have a whiskey, and smoke it for pleasure. And can I get that same pleasurable experience um, when I'm not thinking and I'm just relaxing, so it I has to that. it has to pass the the work test and it has to pass the at home test. Well, there is a difference, right? Like if you're if, good. Mm -hmm. if you're just smoking a cigar and you're you know like doing what we're doing now, this might taste a little different than if you're this is all you're doing and you're super hyper focused on mm -hmm. a cigar. It's it's a totally different ballgame. Oh, is. completely. Jack, and you're smoking what? You I'm, sm <laughs> <laughs> I'm smoking the Texas Lancer. I'm chugging this thing. This is yeah, actually kind of I'm surprised how, sm how fast you smoked that. Yeah, it's really good. And I'm not a, um, like, this is a this is a bigger cigar than I would reach for. Really? Any that's, You kind of winked it. Did you mean to wink at me? No. <laughs> Did you? I'm, surpri you surprised, Did you I'm surprised to hear that. You just seem like a big ring gauge guy. Hey, <laughs> size twelve, <laughs> size twelve shoes, buddy. Everyone's got their own, man. <laughs> size twelve shoes, hey. Teach, hey. teach them. What does that mean? Bada boom. You know what they say about a guy if he smokes a big <laughs> ring gauge, he's probably overcompensating. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you did say that these, and is this information I can pass out to the public, that these do pretty well in uh, Asian markets? That is true. These sell really well in China? They do sell well in China. Bigger yeah. engage in China. It's a thing. Yeesh. Talk about a great wall. <laughs> Bada boom. <laughs> boom. Hey. <laughs> that was so stupid. That might be the stupidest thing I said. That was terrible. Hey, whoa, wee. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, yeah. that, there's no way to follow that. Yeah, I don't even know what to say next. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, we were talking some sports. You're a sports yeah. guy. Bradley's guy. guy. And uh, you're not. Oh, no. What is it music about? Music guy? Oh, absolutely. He's a music guy. Yeah. You want to talk cars, music, whatever, fine, but he knows everything about sports. What are the what are the um, sacred languages of the cigar the cigar shop? You know, you go to a lounge and it's like you talk about oh. sports, like sports, cars, guns, um, music, girls that happen to walk by, politics, religion. Um, well, no, you don't do religion. What? Is that a religion? Is that a shop? Oh, we don't yeah, we don't partake. Politics, but that's that's, that's a big conversation sure. at cigar shops. Yeah, no, that's what I focus on. <laughs> 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 Just going, trying to. He's going to a shop dressed as a priest. Stir, up, stir, up, stir the pot. <laughs> That's the goal. Stir the pot. <laughs> yeah. I I have always struggled with the. Um, you know, I can talk sports all day, and then I have a stupid opinion about just about everything. But cars and <laughs> guns. Cars and guns come up, and people are like, "Man, I I was out Sunday with my G12 42.5, and I'm like." Is that a gun or a car? Is it a gun or a car? All of your voices sh- just sound you exactly seen like I was Eric I was, <laughs> I was shooting off my G42T top two, and I'm like, I think that was a car. Yeah, that was a car. They're like, and they're showing pictures, and then they, they show it to me, and I'm just like, man, man, that looks like a gun. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. That you shot yeah. that thing, didn't you? And they're you're, all just like, you're you're really good at talking shop, man. I'm not. That's the issue. No, man, you're good. Well, that's Bradley. why you're not a cigar manufacturer. Yes. You're, yes. you're a cigar personality. That's, I think that that's the nicest thing anybody's <laughs> ever said <laughs> Thank you. Man, he's on fire tonight. <laughs> he didn't say a good personality. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I don't care, cigar man. Cigar personality. <laughs> a personality. For a guy with the tramp stamp, I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're a hockey guy, Bradley. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, I mean, Florida Panthers, we... I've been making the same mistakes since uh, 2011, pretty much. Uh, y- you go up about two goals in the first. You don't do anything in the second, and then you let them catch up. Then you go into overtime or shootout, and you lose. Um, That's a good analogy for my life in general <laughs> since 2011. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to see the Panthers just make the same mistakes over and over and over again, is, is it's pitiful. The Panthers honestly. hold a special place in our hearts. Oh, no. You know. 2000, don't, don't nine, was it 96, right? Yeah, I knew you were going to bring that up. Oof, well, sorry, but, man. But, but <laughs> who's the only team that's have had more overtime losses this season? Colorado Avalanche. I am surprised. Oh. Have we won We're one overtime game? 11, the worst? 11 overtime losses, Colorado. There was We're one terrible. time it was four in a row. Brad's feisty tonight. We're terrible. No, yeah. I'm with you on that. That's he's, got a, he's got a little sassy cat on his I shirt. Know. He's feeling <laughs> sassy. And we got rid of the sassy cat. It's yeah. gone. Like that that yeah. was a, speaking of mountain lions. You guys hear about in Colorado? The yeah, guy, the guy that choked the mountain lion. He strangled the mountain lion to death. I thought yes. that was you. It was me. Nice. But that was just no. I'm not going to make the joke. <laughs> I'm not going to make. There was a joke. There was a joke on the table, and I want it to be known that Alan's giving me the no. This is not my house. I'm not going to make that joke. I'm better than that. I'm better than that. I'm not again. No. Not again, Jack. 
<laughs> it was probably scared of the tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> scared of the tramp stamp, you guys. Failed Alec and Bradley friends. When you stamp. said, what you said earlier, and I didn't say it, but I'll say it now, and you were like, it's something we didn't want to put our name on. I was like, put my name on it. I don't care. Just <laughs> give them, sell them. Whenever I'm having trouble thinking of stuff, I'm going to be texting you. Because I know you're going to just have names. And that'll help, that'll help you guide you to where you shouldn't go. Exactly. Yes. yes. It's yeah. kind of a negative. Going yeah. the opposite direction. <laughs> yes. Exactly. All right, boys. Well, it's been a, a whale of a show. Yeah. A whale of a day. I am surprised we were able to figure anything to talk about because all my good jokes used up. All my things we were going to talk about, we just asked you already. We hung, you, uh, you guys tolerated me for, for eight, eight hours. hours and we're still here. Yeah, yeah. I Jack, think that's I, that's an accomplishment in my book. It's a success. That's going to be the next cigar. It's like the Jack, the Jack struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better yeah. than this. We want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for thank having you us. Father Allen. Uh, Terrific host. Okay. Father Allen. Met the like Father, yeah, Allen. Father Allen. Next, Father <laughs> next, Allen. <laughs> next Alec and Bradley release. I met the whole crew. We went through. Got to meet all the team. Yeah. Everybody was uh, very welcoming. Had some food and thank you for that of course another i ate a, I ate a reuben sandwich that's funny that's funny <laughs> yeah jack had to order the reuben which was that was almost funny which was nice of him yeah. we were you I've were on never, a roll i've never heard that one before no never thanks for the originality but uh hey let's doing my best we should do this again absolutely yeah whenever whenever maybe, you want. maybe next time in uh in colorado yes make that happen visit and uh hang out in the studio that'd be a good time yeah you guys uh, come to Colorado occasionally and hang yeah, out. So absolutely. Yeah. You guys ski and veil and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, people, like, live in places. Like, we live in Colorado. We never <laughs> people ski. Live people live. That is people crazy. People live yeah. in places. What what I mean, we were just all just like free range. Some you know, people like are cold. Some <laughs> people are warm. People that live by a beach <laughs> that don't surf. That's true. Like you know? I've never surfed. Right. We live in Colorado. Beaches 20 minutes that way. Right. You don't do that. No. Other people kill for that. I know. What yeah. is our problem? I can wakeboard if you want, but mm. that's about right it. Now? Uh, yeah, it. Right now? Yeah, right now. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, folks, that's it. Hey, guys, if you're watching the show, uh, Smoke Night Live is over, but as we always. Have a, we have an audio podcast. Yeah, the audio podcast now. It's iTunes. Google, Spotify, Spotify any Stitcher, anywhere that you can SoundCloud, do. just call your grandma. She'll probably have it. We'll send her a tape. I don't know. Just ask. I don't know. Anywhere that you can download podcasts, you'll find this podcast. In I'm sorry that you'll have to listen to me. Do you have a cassette? So. I'll send you one. You want me to send you one? 8-Track. Yeah. 8-Track is great. Yeah, Say I won't do it. I'll do it. But uh, as always, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys remember, uh, we'll be on the dojo tonight on the, on our, uh, on the app. Show us what you're smoking. Show us what you're drinking, especially if you're smoking some Alec Bradley product. We want to see it. Share it with the community. Until we next m- week. Well, we might have something uh, coming up, a little a little teaser of some sort of something or other in the next month. That oh, we'll yeah, be doing the, big, with uh, the big contest. It's possible. It's, it's possible. I don't know. We'll have to do some shaking down. After I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe we'll give one of these bad boys away, a uh, brand new uh, Alec Bradley Rabbit Air. That would be cool. That would be crazy. Great idea. I, I just came up with that. We got one really? right here. That's, I don't know. Might be yeah. too that much. one's used. Yeah. That might be too much. I don't should, know if the Dojo fans those, would like it. Should I'm we give sure. one of those away? Brand That's new too one? much. It's too much. We'll talk about it. We'll see. We'll make some sort of agreement, arrangement, something yeah. like that. So, And I don't know what we have going on next week uh, because... The big you Florida lived Odyssey. in Florida for yeah a month. I've been here for so long, but we'll figure that out, and we'll have some fun next week too. So until next week, remember never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. All right, boys, thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Ah, man. Appreciate it. Be thanks, rad, fellas. is rad. <laughs> there we oh. go.